Welcome to episode three of Broke is the State of Mind. So I was sitting here, um, I'm sitting in Egypt right now, <laughs> and I can't believe I fucking wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a book, but no, 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 seriously. Listen, I was sitting here thinking, we get so complacent in life and attached to things that we don't realize that we were living before we got those things and our, um, I don't know why I want to say adequacy, but that's definitely not the word I need to use there. Our uh, value of life possibly went down when we got these things or people that we felt like we wanted and needed. After we got them, our value went down and we too comfortable or we don't want to live without them. But we forget that in the unknown, our mortality may lie. If you let go of the things that hurt you, you don't know what's coming and you don't know how long it's going to take you to get it. So if you keep holding on to stuff that hurts you, that don't benefit you, that don't grow you, that don't make you a better person, that keeps you toxic, that enables you, that don't hold you accountable. If you keep holding on to these things, hey, and you never let them go, then you're adding time to how long it's going to take you to get what it is you need in life. And not only that, you don't, you're not going to get the time you need to spend with it. You know what I mean? Because life is too short to hold on to shit that is negative or that hurts you or that makes you feel bad. Because if you hold on to those type of things, <clears throat> excuse me, you're taken away from your happiness. You're, you're basically asking to be unhappy. Hey, you're choosing to hold on to these things because you know, they're no good for you. You know, they're hurting you. You know, they're bad for your health or, you know, they're excuse me, treating you like shit, you know, they cheating on you or, you know, they're not really your friend and they talk about you behind your back because how they do these things to you or with you about other people. So it's up to you to understand that sometimes in order for us to win, we have to lose. And some of us have to lose more than others because we require more in life. If you basic as fuck, then you get basic as fuck shit back. But if you are uh, a top-notch person and, and you healed all the way you don't want some broken person or somebody that's gonna treat you like shit yeah you can entertain it but but what do you gain you're actually taking from yourself and what you feed your subconscious is what you become we always telling ourselves, oh i'm broke or i'm dumb or i'm stupid you know you say this stuff and sometimes you say that shit just because it, it's habit you got to change those habits you have to change your state of mind. In order to change your state of mind, you have to start doing new shit, changing it up, doing different shit. And sometimes it takes sitting in silence. Everything you do in life, if you want to make decisions in life and you don't want to be making decisions that's not good for your health, right? So if you're making a decision, you always want to be in silence with yourself because that's the most important voice that you need to hear when you make a decision about your fucking life. Silence. Just you and your voice in your head. And if that voice in your head is everybody else's voice, you're going to have to reprogram it. And can't nobody reprogram it for you but you. Can't nobody choose it for you but you. So if you do what's easy in life, your life will be hard as fuck. It's easy to go along with the government. It's easy to eat that toxic food. It's easy to drink the tap water. It's easy to do whatever cheap. It's easy... It's hard to be disciplined 
you know how hard it be for me to walk by a restaurant and not get buffalo wings? Man, that shit be smelling so fucking good, but I know they ain't got no healthy buffalo in there, so there's no need for me to even go in there. And I understand that I'm not eating for 30-year-old Christina. I'm eating for 65 and 75-year-old Christina because I tried to kill myself a couple times and it looked like I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it looked like I ain't going nowhere, so I might as well be healthy. If I got to do this, I want to do it my way. I don't want to conform. I don't want to live in somebody else's world. I don't want to eat poison food. I don't want to drink poison water. And I want other people to understand that it's okay to be like that. It's okay to not want the toxic and the normal. It's okay to go against the grain. And it's okay to be disciplined enough to understand that I'm not competing with other people. I'm competing with who I was yesterday. And if I can't make who I am today better than I was yesterday, then what purpose did I serve today? I'm amongst the walking dead. You got to love yourself enough to understand that. Nobody's going to change my mindset for me because it's not by chance that my mind is like this. It's strategic that you're a robot. It's strategic that you think that you limit, you have limited options. The only limits you have are the ones you created for yourself. I hear people say all the time, oh, black people don't do this. Oh, white people. You gave that shit power when you spoke it just now. Don't tell me that because that's not true. I travel the world. I'm a nerd. I research. I'm a lover. I like being naked. I know how to dance. I love music. I think I can sing in my mind. And I'm a black girl. I don't even like that. I'm an Afro woman. I'm an Afro human. I'm an Afro girl. That's something that I know about myself. I have an afro. My skin color is not black or white or brown or purple. It's not necessarily a color. I don't think you can. I think it's nude. <laughs> listen, no, that's not the point. But listen, seriously, though, like. You're going to have to take care of your mental health in order to be the best person you are. Each and every one of us is entitled to millions because there are billions billions of dollars on this planet. So the wealth is enough to be divided, but we have to be mentally strong enough to go and get it. If your mentality is only work a job, work a job, work a job, do what they tell me, do what they tell me, get a degree, get a degree. If it's never, I need to sit still and understand that not everybody got where they are in life because of a degree. Because before the degree became the standard, some human being decided we should make degrees the standard. And that's how it became the standard. Before religion became the standard, some human being was like, I'm going to be a God and I'm going to tell people what to do. And then the rest of the world followed. You have to be disciplined enough to take your dreams as high as they can fucking go. And there's no ceiling on them. So they can go extremely high beyond this planet. But we've limited ourselves and told ourselves that. This is all I can do. This is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. We got to change that. We got to do better. Love yourself, man. And can't nobody love you like you love you because you're the only person that's in, with you day in and day out. You're the only one that know what type of love you need. And you need to know how to give that love to yourself. And if you're not teaching yourself how to do these things for yourself, like, for instance, I know if I got a runny nose, that disease is leaving my body. So I need to recalculate what I've been eating the last couple of days and breathing in. What kind of environment was I in? What kind of people was I around to understand how I got to this stage of this mucus. And then I need to disassociate myself with those things because I don't need disease in my life whatsoever. So 
I notice if I have a bruise or something, I need to understand how I got this bruise. And then I want to watch how long it take it to heal because I need to make sure I'm eating the right food to heal fast because I'm not my full self if I'm walking around hurt. It's just not necessarily just a bruise. Like even with my cycle, I used to be scared to touch period blood in my shit. I used to be scared to touch it. Like I thought it was the most disgusting thing, but then I realized that it's coming from my body. And if I think these things are disgusting, then what am I thinking of myself? What am I telling myself about myself with my actions of not wanting to touch my own shit? <laughs> it's crazy, right? So I had to get myself to that point where mentally I had to start reteaching myself. And I don't think we understand that. Like, just like when your mom got you and she had to learn how to take care of you after nine months, she had to go through those nine months. And it was the first time doing that. Nobody can really tell you how to be pregnant or how to go through a pregnancy. You got to go through that for yourself. You got to birth yourself. You got to heal from everything you fucking went through and birth yourself, reinvent yourself. And it's going to take a, I think I'm on like my seventh or eighth reinvention of myself. <laughs> Cause you heal and then you get to a new level and you realize, damn, I need to heal this stage again. And you may relapse in your healing as well. And then, damn, I need to heal that too. But you have to go about it with a pa positive attitude because even though you, you don't want to do it and it's hard, you still got to do it. So you want to put yourself in the mindset of love and the mindset of a positive attitude. So that's what you give out. Okay? Because if you do it with a negative attitude, you're going to have that negative outcome. You're going to have that negative energy. If you stay positive and no matter what, don't let the actions of other people control your actions. You should not react because of other people. Human beings are human beings. We are faulty as fuck and we're going <laughs> to cut up every now and then. But you shouldn't let their actions control you. If you feel like a situation is making you act out, then leave that room. Leave that environment. Don't stay there. And if that person want to talk to you after, you either talk to them, let them know the boundaries that was crossed, and they can apologize and account for it. Or some people apologize and then they make excuses for it, that manipulation shit. Get them out your life. <laughs> they ain't for you. So you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and your mental health because only a broke person mentally will tell you to chase money over your health, to go after this, that, and the third without going after yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, you're not doing this stuff completely as yourself. <laughs> we really take religion as law. Like, whew. one day we got to talk about how that book is written by a man and that man at that time thought that was law. If he was alive, he'd probably be like, hey, some of that shit I wrote, mm, I grew through it, it ain't the same. Because I can tell you about a, a time in my life where I thought this was law. And then when I moved past that time in my life, I realized that it was only law because I limited myself in that capability for it to be in that capacity. What is wrong with you? You wanted to say a, a <laughs> adequacy earlier and now? <laughs> Capabilities in that capacity. In that capacity. <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, don't be laughing at other people. Say that. Because you ain't even. <laughs> yeah. Take care of your mental health, man. And if, if you take care of your mental health, the rest of the love will follow. You'll start taking care of yourself uh, physically. 
you'll want to work out and you'll want to make sure you look healthy and then you want to make sure that you're actually eating for the right reasons because we eat for personal satisfaction or to gain or lose weight we're not eating for nutritious value that's why we eat you don't see lions killing animals and stalking them in trees they kill it when it's time to eat and then they eat they don't save it for later unless it's already killed and them in the pride has eaten and they have leftovers it works like that but they're not out here eating for personal satisfaction they eat when they are hungry fish eat when they are hungry dogs eat when they are hungry some dogs really they eat to eat <laughs> then they are man-made creatures so like did you know that house pet dogs are man-made they're genetically modified it's crazy we <laughs> Human beings, man, we never satisfy. We always need to add to what we have. And I can make this better. Like, you don't think it's cool where it's at? You don't always got to make shit better. <laughs> Be content with what you have. Let, unless natural, natural. Yeah, no man-made stuff. I'm high. Bye. Gee, listen. I was on Instagram and I saw a post about uh, condoms causing cancer. And then I was reading my book, African Holistic Health, and I just was flipping through. And then I found a page that says the same thing. So um, the talc powder used as a lubricant is dangerous. It contains magnesium silicate. Bore it. I might fuck up some of these words. Bear with me. <laughs> it contains magnesium silicate, boric acid, zinc oxide, coloring agents, and other chemicals. Now, this is the talk powder. Human beings are creating these things for other human beings. I don't understand how we as human beings be like, I need the money. So we would make stuff that possibly our children or children's children would use. And this shit is toxic. It could kill them. It caused all types of problems. Like, there are natural alternatives. But because we want to make so much, because we want to be greedy and make so much money, we use the, the toxic stuff that would kill us. Like, talk contributes to cancer of the uterus and prostate, hardening of the fallopian tubes, cancer of the ovaries, and if inhaled, it can cause pneumonia, lung irritation, vomiting, and coughing. The same shit they use in baby powders that our mamas was pouring on our private parts as children. Pouring. Okay, Alabama, come on out. <laughs> on our private parts as children cause all these problems. This is why so many of us have so many reproductive problems. We don't even know it. But th this is why over a long period of time being exposed to this talk is chemically similar to asbestos. <laughs> asbestos and has the same poisonous effect and can cause cancer of the reproductive organs now this one I'm about to fuck y'all up at these words right here condoms sperm killing chemical phenol is called a spermicide phenol the chemical i think they say phenol it's p-h-e-n-o-l whatever phenol or phenol the chemical base for nonophenol is derived from cancer causing coal tar it causes skin to die, necrosis, and is a poison. 
Nonophenol is a poison that causes a low sperm count in uterus and breast cancer, birth defects, prostate problems, reproductive abnormalities, i.e. fibroids, chlamydia, pelvic inflammatory disease. Talk weakens the immunity. Condom spermicide is an endocrine disruptive chemical, EDC. In other words, it causes hormones and male cycle imbalances and perverts glandular function. Now listen, I started Googling it after I read it. It says that in 1990, I think, 1990 or 1995, it wasn't mandated. It was recommended. Ain't that some wild shit? (laughs) It wasn't mandated, but it was recommended for them to stop putting talk in condoms. In 1990 or 95, Google it. Google talk powder in condoms causes cancer. Uh, So it it wasn't regulated. It was (laughs) mandated. It was mandated, not, what, what? Y'all, stay with me. It wasn't mandated. It wasn't uh, required. It was only a recommendation that they stop using it. So basically, do what you do. And if somebody sued you, then that's on you. Ain't that crazy? Wow. It says the public should be warned of the possible side effects of condoms, talk, and spermicides. Prescription drugs, cigarettes, pillows, appliances, household cleaners, and toothpaste warn the consumer. Condoms present more of a health hazard yet carry no warning or list of possible side effects. The consumer without any type of condom warning or side effect listed assumes that they are totally safe and 100% protected. This assumption may approve to have disastrous results. Health food stores sell safer condoms. It's just wild that we are not told this stuff. And also, it's wild that we've been domesticated into using stuff without reading it, too. Because we'll go in the store. I'm guilty sometimes. I'll go in the store and pick up some candy, and I don't read the ingredients. I get in the car, and I'm just like, oh, I need to go back in here. Because it's so toxic, and it's so many deadly ingredients. For a piece of candy. Like all you need to do is dry out some fruit. Squeeze some lemon juice on it. But they want the shelf life to be long. They want to make more money. Like how can I make more money? I make the shelf life longer. How can I make the shelf life? I make it toxic. They don't care about your health. How could you do this? And you're not going to live forever. But you would rather put these toxins out here for money. You want to live a rich life. What about your children that you're choosing to have? They're not asking to be here. What about the ones you're choosing to bring into this world? And then you're just setting this poison free and it's legal. Laws are crazy to me. I'm about to get to that. I told y'all I started Afro story underscore on Instagram. Um, I just read a story about uh, them breaking a treaty with some Indians in America. If laws are meant to be there to protect each and every individual, why do you get somebody sometimes get to break them? Why is it something? It, it should be all the time. Nobody breaks it. Or sometimes we just don't have laws at all for everybody. Not just who you choose and pick and choose. Like, where is that global military? Somebody that globally protects everybody in the world because sometimes we're all flawed. We, we get it wrong. And we need somebody above us that cares about humanity. And they're like, hey, listen, stop that shit. Because America's starting all these world wars with people just because these people aren't strong enough. We need somebody that can step in and be like, this is not okay. And if you continue this, we're coming for you. And this, these people are larger because 
they have a piece of every part of the world, the good, the humanitarians, the actual superhumans, the ones that actually give a fuck about humanity and they don't care how much money they got because they're going to use that money to make the world better. And money is man-made. We don't need money to do things. We need each other to do things because without each other, none of this shit would make sense. If there wasn't somebody like, hey, let me create houses. Hey, I got an idea. I'm going to do plumbing. Hey, I got an idea. I can make lights. All those people didn't make stuff. We wouldn't have the things that we have that came together like they did. So we need each other. We don't need money. But we would throw a price tag on anything. Oh, y'all, listen. That was my friend, Jay Marsh. I love his music, right? Did y'all like the song? Y'all got to let me know. I start. I want to put music in because... I love music, and I think I'm a DJ in my mind. I play some banging-ass music. But, yeah, that's my friend, Jay Marsh. I love his music. I hope y'all like the song. (laughs) Yo, I was telling y'all about uh, reprogramming your mind. So I recently started. It's not recent. I've been doing it for quite some time now. told you to take 21 days to uh, habit change, habit replace, but... um, Recently, I've been listening to affirmations while I sleep on YouTube. I just type in uh, positive affirmations during sleep. Um, Recently, I've been doing the one for wealth. I used to do the one for love and peace, prosperity and stuff like that. But this one's for wealth, abundance and prosperity. And basically, so you affirm these things in your life and you welcome them. So the day before yesterday, I said to myself, I welcome unexpected money into my life. You have to see yourself receiving it and believe it for it to actually come to fruition for you. And you also have to affirm, regardless of if I believe my affirmations or not, they are coming to me and happening for me. So I affirm that I will receive unexpected money. Yeah, I did that day before yesterday. Y'all, I shit you not. The next day, this girl DM me and she was like, um... She sent me a really positive message, but basically at the end, she said she wanted to compensate me for my services. (laughs) Words are very powerful, and that's why they want to teach you at an early age what to say, how to say, when to say, sit down, do what I say, when I say it. You know what I mean? That's why they, they limit you, and it's up to you whether you take that cap off. It's up to you whether you be like, I ain't got no fucking limits. You're a human being. You can do anything you want in this world. I used to think that I had to do certain things each day because that's how I was raised. Like, get up, you go to school, you come home from school, you do your homework, you eat, you play, you go to bed, you do it all over the next day. I watch my mama. She get up, she go to work, she come home, we talk, we do whatever. She go to bed, we do it all over the next day, hey? So I was, I always had this mind thing, like, I always got to be busy. I always got to be doing something. Oh, I'm not, if I'm not doing something, then I haven't done something right, yeah? Then I realized those limits was created by me because I don't have to live in that box of limitations. I was choosing to do it, right? So now I get up at 4 a.m., I listen to my meditation music, I do my affirmations. I have a conversation with myself. I tell myself, you know, I listen to this. Uh, I have this thing where my alarm clock is a motivational video and I listen to my motivation video. It's three minutes long every morning. And at the end, he says every morning, I like mocking him <laughs> every morning. Get up, think big thoughts, dream big dreams and have an amazing life. 
And then it says, um, every morning when you wake up, you look in the mirror and you say, good morning, you amazing thing. So I tell myself every morning, because I repeat after the video, I know the video by heart now, <laughs> in case you can't tell. I say it every day, good morning, you amazing queen, because he says amazing thing. And I've come into this mentality that I am a queen. So I used to didn't like for people to do things for me. I, I just don't like people doing shit for me. I think it's weird. And I think it's because for the longest time as children, we was forced to do things for our parents. And for me, it was, I was forced to do stuff for my mom. So I always felt like I had to serve other people. And my mom always served other people. So I felt like that's what I had to do. And I realized like I don't have to always be serving people. That's not my job. So, yeah, I um, get up at 4 a.m., I do my meditation, and then um, I've been trying, y'all. Don't quote me, okay? I work out. <laughs> I do uh, 25 squats, 25 push-ups, and uh, 100 side bends, each side, just reaching down with my arms, touching my cow muscles from side to side. And then I start raising the level. I start doing like 75 push-ups, 75 squats, 200 side bends, yeah? Then I got lazy. I don't do it every day. So now I've started doing it throughout the day, just not in the morning. And then I have another alarm clock set at 7 a.m. And the only thing scheduled in my life is to read my goals. That's the only schedule I have. Everything else throughout the day, I just do whatever. <laughs> I live. So at 4 a.m., I meditate. I do my affirmations. I'm supposed to exercise. Sometimes I wait till 7 to exercise. At 7 a.m., I read my goals, and then I do my affirmations. At noon, I have an alarm clock. I read my goals, and I do my affirmations. And of course, at 4.20 p.m., <laughs> If I'm wet a weed at it, I'm fine it up. <laughs> and I'm reading my goals and doing my affirmations. And then before I go to bed every night, I talk to myself and let myself know, like, today was a good day. Today was a productive day. You still become wealthy regardless of how you spend your days. Wealth is coming to you. People pay you to do what you love. But I say it to myself. I am attracting wealth. I am making money regardless of how I spend my days. People pay me to do what I love. I love what I do. You see? Every day. And it's been working out for me. Because I used to think that I had to do extra shit to make money. I had to be busy to make money. Or I had to work a job to make money. But that was just the limit I created to make money. If I want to make money doing what I love to do, then I need to teach myself and my subconscious that that's what's going on so I can attract those things to me. In order for me to attract the man that I want, I have to stay in the frequency that I belong in and don't lower myself to lower tolerance, man. Otherwise, I'll keep making the same mistakes. <laughs> so I have to keep understanding that if I am becoming more, because I'm not a broken person anymore, I'm not that little broken girl anymore, I healed her, we worked through it, and now men are our buddies, you know, we do kitty shit, and it's okay, I used to do kitty shit and tell myself, why are you so childish, but now I'm like, it's okay, you know, it happens, and the closer you are to a child's mentality, the happier you are in life, 
and the more grounded you are with nature because children are the most the closest to pure until we are domesticated and <laughs> molded into what our parents want us to be and sometimes what our parents want us to be isn't what we're called to be in life so yeah I don't even know where I was going with this my bad y'all I apologize I hope y'all still with me <laughs> So, yeah, I told y'all I started the um, Story page underscore, Story underscore on uh, Instagram, right? And um, I told you I'd tell you about the story. So, let me tell you about the story. So, the Creek Tribe signs trees seeking federal protection and the government later violates the treaty, right? I don't understand how these laws and things they say are in place to protect people, but it's only to protect certain people. <laughs> it's just insane. How did this world come to be this way? Like, It feels so much better to be loving than it is to be hateful. That's why I don't understand why it's more loving people in the world or people that's like, you know, you don't have to take your stuff. It's a lot of the planet out there. It's enough of the planet for everybody. Um, so they signed a treaty in of Cusetta with the United States giving up all 5.2 million acres of their tribal land in Alabama. Following the Indian Removal Act of 1830, this treaty was yet another step in the federal government's plan to remove Indian tribes to west of the Mississippi River and acquire eastern tribal lands for white settlement white immigration let's call a spade a fucking spade okay i'm so sick of them with this settlement word like why do you got to use pretty words for colonizers creek leaders had negotiated the treaty with the federal government in hopes of getting gaining security and protection from growing pressures and threats as alabama extended its laws over creek territory and authorized white encroachment onto creek land ain't that something <laughs> this is sick that's what it is. It's sick. They come in and they take your land and they rape your women and enslave your men, abuse your children, and sell your land back to you. Then they give it to white people. Under the terms of the treaty, the federal government would sur survey the land, complete a census of the Creek people remaining in the region, and redistribute 2.1 million acres to Creek chiefs and male heads of household, leaving the remaining land available for white settlers. <laughs> the treaty gave creek landholders five years to decide whether to maintain ownership of their land or sell to white settlers and immigrate to the western territory at the united states expense although the treaty stipulated that the provision regarding creek immigration shall not be constru construed so as to compel any creek indian to immigrate but they shall be free to go or stay as they please the federal government made clear it was desirous that the creeks should remove to the should remove to the country west of the mississippi and join their countrymen there the treaty purported to guarantee protection against intruders during the five-year decision period however white intruders continued to venture into creek territory and the united states succumbed to pressures to stop blocking and removing them in addition to white people unlawfully, unlawfully, in addition to white people unlawfully, hmm, 
unlawfully overtaken Creek land. White speculators defrauded, threatened, and undersold Creek landholders to deprive them of the land guaranteed under the treaty. Growing resentment and hostility led to violent outbreaks and eventually erupted into Second Creek War. The United States ultimately forcibly removed the remaining Creek people in Alabama on March 3rd, 1837. Son, this is insane. History will continue to repeat itself, regardless if we buying land or not, regardless if we buying up the block or not. If we don't own some land and have a military protecting it, we are up for fucking grabs. We are up for grabs. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that. That's, that's, wow. Insane, yeah? Talk about it. Discuss it with your peers. Stop discussing celebrity gossip. Discuss how we can make ourselves better as a people. How we can make ourselves better without man-made currency. If we want man-made currency, we can make our own man-made currency. Thank <laughs> you.